Hey, what's up, everyone? This here is the Mr. Duke Podcast. This is Jordan, a.k.a. Mr. Duke, and I am so excited. I have been waiting for this episode ever since I got the wheels turning on the idea for this one. This is an episode that I expect to be lengthy, but I expect to be fun, and it's going to be great. Um, So without further ado, for the first time ever on the Mr. Duke Podcast, I have got a very special guest to come on here to talk with me to show me things that I, maybe I didn't think about when it comes to anything and all things horror and maybe even life. Um, she is totally, totally kick-ass at what she does. She's got an awesome Instagram account, which I follow, which, I mean, she blows my mind because every day she's always posting and keeping the people that she's got on there in the know. Um, so without further ado, guys, I'm going to introduce you to Alicia, who is on Instagram at Ghoul Gang, uh, and she is just an awesome person in general. And I'm so happy to have you on here, Alicia. Are you there? Yeah, thanks so much for that awesome introduction. I really appreciate it. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. Doing this with you. Awesome. This is, oh, I'm telling you, I'm so excited for this. This is, <laughs> I have been just clamoring at the bits for this. Because, uh, like I said, your Instagram account, you run it really, really well. And I, I mean, I was just, I was hooked. You know, once I, I followed you on there, and I know that we kind of heard about each other back when you used to live in my area, and, uh, you know, uh, we had talked a little bit before, just, you know, kind of like keeping in touch with each other, you know, and we kind of had some of the same people in uh, similar groups that hung out, um, but we never actually was just like, you know, we talked to each other and really got to, you know, geek out together, so I'm excited that I've got this platform and that you said yes and we're able to do this because this is what I love doing. I'm assuming it's what you love doing. Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so guys, we're going to get into this episode. This episode's going to be great. I've got a lot of bullet points to go over with Alicia. Um, again, this is the Mr. Duke podcast. Uh, this episode is going to be all about Annabelle comes home this week. She comes home into theaters, and I got the only person that I know that handles horror better than really a lot of people that I know uh, on this episode to talk with me about, you know, the expectations for Annabelle and also horror just in general, you know, where it's at. So before we get into all the Annabelle stuff and all the horror stuff, I actually wanted to talk uh, with you, Alicia, just kind of, you know, let people know who you are, give them some background on you. You know, you don't have to go into full detail about, you know, anything that you don't want to, but just kind of talk about yourself and uh, let all the listeners know, you know, who you are and what it is you're into. Okay, well, um, as you know, not everyone knows, but you know, um, I'm from Missouri and I currently live in California, um, which has been awesome for me because there are a lot of opportunities out here, a lot of things that Missouri doesn't have. I mean, Missouri is great and I miss it, but California has a lot more adventure, I think. Right, right. <laughs> um, and it's also good for me to be here because of my like my love for horror and everything because there are so many like conventions and stuff that go on out here that you don't get in Missouri. Right. So that's been really cool too, and I've been taking full advantage of that when I can. Um, yeah, stay-at-home mom right now. Bam, um, Yeah. Wanting to go into forensics uh, when I'm able to go back to school, which I'm thinking once my son gets into school, which will be soon, that I will go to school for forensics and hopefully pursue that. Um, that is super not a awesome. Lot going on with me right now. <laughs> not a whole lot. Well, I mean, I definitely, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I want you to talk about yourself. And I mean, if there's stuff like maybe tell me, kind of explain to me exactly one what early on drew you into horror and i know you actually like i mean i'm not saying you're all you do and all you know is horror because i know that you like comedy and you know believe it or not me i mean you actually have a lot of similar uh comedy interests and the people that we like to watch comedically but what uh what was your doorway into horror and you know why did you like start to love it so much Um, my dad actually introduced me, um, 
not a lot of people really talk about it, but there's this movie called Milo that came out in the 90s, I think. Okay. And Mila Kunis actually had a cameo in it. She was pretty young. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and it's about this, like, killer kid in a yellow raincoat. <laughs> and I was, like, traumatized by it. And every time I saw a yellow raincoat, I freaked out. <laughs> but it was also very intriguing at the same time. Right. So then it kind of kicked off from there. I got curious. And uh, I just, you know, I looked forward to spending time with my dad and kind of bonding over horror with him. Because my dad's a huge horror fan. My dad has like thousands of VHS and DVD horror films. Goodness. And, uh, <laughs> so one can say, one can say a little bit of that love is from your dad, too. Yeah. Yeah, he has more than I have. Right. I'm ashamed to admit, but it's true. He's also older and has been collecting longer, so. Right. That's awesome. But yeah. I I give him full credit for that. Full credit for the horse. And, you know, my question to you is, do you think, like, maybe a little bit of genetics drew you to horror, too? Um, I mean, it's possible. If he was such a big fan? Because, see, here's the reason why I asked that is because, like, uh, you know, I was uh, – I was raised by my mom. My dad wasn't in my life hardly at all. You know, uh, he was barely ever around, but my mom would tell me stories, you know, about my dad and, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't died or anything. He's still around. But, um, and what I noticed is there was habits that I had that I would do that. I remembered my mom would tell me that that's stuff that my dad would do. And I had never been around my dad enough to pick up on those habits. So I'm like, is there some type of weird, almost like genetic thing that makes you know that offspring have similar interests and similar tastes and stuff like that? Or do you think it's just, it just happens? And I think that is a question for the Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Actually, I think, that, honestly, I think that would be, a great, you know, story or anything is, you know, maybe like a like a serial killer has a kid they don't know about, and then that kid grows up to be a serial killer, and then you know, maybe that that serial killer actually ends up running into him, and yada yada, you know, nothing too sappy, but. Well, we need to get a hold of uh, Jordan Peele and let him know. Yeah, we really do. Maybe he'll work something in. Yeah, that guy. I mean, that guy's great, but you know, I just that was weird because. Your dad being such a huge horror fan and you being so big on it too. And like, here's the thing, people. She watches stuff horror-wise that I, I don't even know that there was a movie, you know, about that. Like, I've never even heard of this Milo movie. And, you know, that's, again, I'm not a huge horror buff. I don't go out, you know, searching and stuff because, I mean, it's not my first love. But I do love, you know, most horror. And, uh, you know, she posts stuff on her instagram page that i'm like i've never even heard of this you know so you're like you're my gateway into this stuff like you know you post stuff and even when you post like you know synopsis of like what the movie is or even the books or anything i'm like okay that might be something i'm interested in and then it tends for me to you know go and check it out mm -hmm. so you're a big influence on on people that you know are trying to open that horror door but are a little too shaky like myself <laughs> trying to be that evil influence <laughs> that evil i love it i love it so now your dad huge horror fan you blame him for all of this i do okay but what? i do think that i took it and ran with it you yeah know, like he introduced me and then i kind of roped it in myself once i realized like how interested i was in it okay so that was kind of lead into my next question then is what was it in horror that you eventually inevitably seen and was like, yeah, this is, this is my thing. This is it. <laughs> well, I, um, I, I liked being scared. Right. Like I liked the, uh, adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. I liked, um, creeping myself out to the point where I didn't even really want to go to sleep. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> there was just something like intriguing about it that drew me in and, uh, I just wanted to freak myself out and, so I started, when I would see my dad on the weekends, because my parents are divorced, they got divorced when I was three. So when I would see my dad on the weekends, I'd always want to watch horror movies with him. And, like, I'm surprised that he let me watch them so young, too, because most parents don't let their kids watch 
scary movies that early. I mean, I was, you know, three, four, five years old, whatever it was. Right. Oh, trust me, I, I feel you on that because I, I mean, I was, I was, you know, up to you know eleven, twelve, thirteen, and my mom was like, nope, nope. She was, you know, huge, huge Christian. Of course, it's like while we're talking about horror, it has to start thundering here where I'm at. But um, now she's a huge Christian, so you know that horror movies that would bring you know demons into the house, and you know that's yeah. that stuff. It's like playing with the Ouija board if you watch a horror movie, you know. That was her mindset then, you know. And now, as I've gotten older, you know, I finally was. I asked her myself. I'm like, "Why? What was your big deal against like all these horror movies?" And she's like, "Honestly, I just guys didn't want you guys watching them because I'm scared of them." And I was like, oh, "Okay, that makes sense," you know. Yeah, well, that's another tough thing about like being a horror fanatic in Missouri is because they call you know Missouri the Bible Belt. <laughs> right. So like, I have I have religious family too. And um, that's, that's just one thing that made it difficult. You know, you couldn't really talk to very many people about horror movies just because they um, had these ideals and, like, your love of horror didn't really follow their ideals. So I kind of just had to be a weird kid by myself. Right. So now were, were you raised religiously or were you? No. Um, my grandparents are Pentecostal. So, like, okay. old school religious. Right. And uh, that's on my dad's side. And my dad's religious introduced me kind of funny. Oh, my gosh. Um, my dad was, like, the black sheep. still kind of is. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, and then I went to school at Nixa, and all the kids there, not all of them, uh, I hope anyone that's listening isn't from Nixa, it's mad at me, but <laughs> most of the kids from Nixa were kind of preppy or jocks or whatever, so right. didn't really share the interest either. It was Thank the Lord for social media and that's, you know, instance, right? Because it's like, I remember growing up too and not having, you know, a Facebook and Instagram and a Snapchat. And you're like, I like this stuff, but like, I don't know how to approach my, you know, for some of my friends that were, you know, either if they were preppy or, you know, they're, you know, you would hear them, you know, tell the nerdy kids at school, like, no, nah, that's stupid. You know, you guys are idiots or babies or stuff like that. Like now, I mean, you can get on Facebook and be like, you know what? I want to I want to join a group that's you know who knows what you can just type it in and I mean there's thousands and thousands of people that you know think the same way. Yeah, and uh, honestly, it kind of seems like horror has become like mainstream now. Like back then, it was you know not very many people were into it, or at least it seemed that way. And like now, it seems like it's very mainstream, and like so many more people are getting into it. Yeah, and see, you know, I agree with you on that 100% because I actually, I, you know, I watch a lot of people on YouTube that do reviews of stuff. And there's one guy I watch in particular who is a big horror fan. His name's Chris Stuckman. And he even mentioned, because he had just recently seen Annabelle Comes Home, because he gets to see him earlier than, you know, people, because um, he's got a huge YouTube following. And he even mentioned that, like, nowadays horror movies are raking in money. Like, it's like superhero movies and horror movies are what the box office is about nowadays. Um, and I think that's crazy because, yeah, I, I kind of remember that time when, like, you know, there was an upteenth number of Jason and Freddy movies and, you know, like even Leprechaun, Leprechaun in the Hood. Like, it was just almost to the point where it was just dark comedy. It wasn't even necessarily horror anymore. Yeah, they were kind of a rarer commodity back then than they are now. Yeah. You'd like have to go to Blockbuster and hunt. <laughs> right. So, okay, so your dad got you into horror. You mm -hmm. you liked the idea of the adrenaline rush and all that. So what was it, or I guess what movie or franchise or what was it that you really sank your teeth into and can say that that's really what kept you going through this, this horror phase? Um. Anyone who follows my account or knows me in person knows it's a thousand percent Scream, the mm, first one. Okay, yes, yes. Um, that was the first one I watched by myself. Like, the other ones I watched with my dad. This was one I watched by myself, and then I introduced my brother and sister, who are um, 
years younger and four years younger than me, so it kind of traumatized them. But I was like, you have, you guys have to see this, and then gave them nightmares, and they both wound up sleeping in my room. But I think it's <laughs> worth it. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. It's hard to beat the first scream. I mean, it's not that it's necessarily scary. I mean, it could be to some people. Right. Um, but just, it was so, it was so unique. Like, they not only mention, like, a bunch of horror movies throughout um, Scream, but also, I don't know if you noticed, but the cameo Wes Craven makes, he uh, was the janitor, and he was wearing a um, red-green striped sweater, like Freddy Krueger and the hat and everything. Oh, wow, <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah, and I thought it was so cool. And um, just, like, how they tried to, like, use that as their motive, like, horror movies made me do it, peer pressure. Right. Like, that was something new and different, and, you know, also there's the comedy aspects, and, like, just all the actors, Real Man, Jamie Kennedy, uh, Matthew Lillard, Ski Ulrich, Nev Campbell, just amazing, and Rose McGowan, of course. She's you hear these people, up, deep cuts, deep cuts, she knows the whole cast. <laughs> love it, I love it. Of course. It. I, I want to meet the whole cast, but that's yet to happen. Right. Right. Now, I'm it, actually going to try to see uh, Jamie Kennedy do some stand-up because he's always doing stand-up around L.A., so right. I may try to just meet him that way. <laughs> oh, man, Jamie Kennedy. That, yeah, that would be awesome. He is a man a man from a great time, whether it be comedy or horror, with Scream. Yeah. I remember watching him in Malibu's Most Wanted when he's the like wannabe Eminem rapper that's just absolutely yeah. horrid but hilarious. Oh, um, I, I thought it was hilarious, too. Don't be hating. <laughs> right, right. It's very quotable. Um, yeah, that's crazy, because literally my wife, when I got with her, she is a huge Scream fan also. But her oldest daughter hates Scream. I mean, absolutely hates it, because I guess her mother <laughs> has traumatized her because of it, because <laughs> of how much she loves it and she watches it, that uh, one year I actually bought the entire, you know, outfit from scream and because she had told me she's like you know she's like she's horrified of you should dress up as that and i did and i've even got the knife that makes like the music when you click it does it have like the blood yes yes and i <laughs> yeah, stood so there he doesn't like ghostface yes see and i stood there at the door and she uh she seen me and i mean i i've never seen that girl be more terrified in my entire life like i'm just like wow, like you're really scared. Because I, I wasn't really scared of it. Like, I thought it was a cool idea. Kind of what you said, you know, it was like horror movies made them do this. And, like, the idea that each movie, like, it kept you guessing who the killer was all the way until the end. And, you know, if you were right, you could brag, you know, to the people that you watch with it, yeah, yeah, I knew that, you know. Or if you were wrong, then you're like, really? That was kind of, you know, a shocker. Yeah, like, I know most people, myself when I very first watched it and I was young but even then like I wasn't expecting two killers right like I was like oh yeah there's one killer and I was like it's definitely the boyfriend but like I wasn't expecting two killers so right. that kind of blew my mind and I was just going to throw in a little fun fact to brag and show what I know but um, the ghost face killer the name of that, co that costume originally is actually Father Death and I think that's kind of cool. Father Death. Yeah. That okay. That see, this is this is why I got you on here because you you're dropping horror knowledge on me that I need. You know, I got to get my horror credit up, and you're out here already. Just I mean, you're just showing me, teaching me the ways. Yeah, I am. I am the apprentice. You are the master today. I love it. I freaking love it. Um, okay, so horror uh, screams. You know what kept you going? Um, well, we'll get a little bit back to, you know, your your personal horror life. Um, so tell me about, you're obviously married, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. How did that go? How did you meet him? Is he a horror fan like you, or is he not so much? Or? Um, met him in high school. Okay. High school sweethearts is a thing. Okay. It does happen. <laughs> we did, like, break up several times. You know, right. that happens, too. Right. Um, and get back together. And like, I think, um, if I had already, I had already graduated high school and, um, 
do you remember Lucas Rao? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had, I had dated him for a while and we had broken up. And so, um, I, you know, just took, took some time by myself. And then I decided like that I wanted to get back with my husband and I'm like, this has got to be the final time, you know, we've broken up stuff already so many times. So, um, I called him and told him and he kind of like left me on the hook for a little while. Like, yeah, maybe we'll get back together. I don't know. I got to think about it kind of thing. And, just immature, like, teenage stuff. But um, he actually decided to join the Navy and was like, okay, well, if we get back for real, there's no more breaking up. And so um, he did go into the Navy, and we have not broken up. We are married still, so that is awesome. it worked out. You guys have one kid, you said? Yeah, he's four. He'll be five in October. Now, it's crazy. is there room for more to this horror family? Okay. I mean, he likes horror stuff, but he's not as into it as me. Like, he'll say, um, if, if there's not blood and guts and screaming, you're not interested. <laughs> 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 he gets, he kind of gets irritated from time to time that I don't want to watch anything else. Right. <laughs> um, my son likes creepy things. He likes Halloween, um, which I contribute that to me, but also he has a birthday in October, which might help, but, um. Mm. Yeah, October Babies Unite. I'm an October baby myself. That's awesome. I wish I was an October baby. It's the best <laughs> month of the year. Right. <laughs> but um, I don't let him watch the kind of stuff I was watching huh. yet. But I let him watch like kid stuff like Frank and Weenie, Tim Burton did that, um, Nightmare Before Christmas, stuff like that. I let him watch. Awesome. Um, and yeah, he likes uh, the spooky and creepy things that, you know, kids that age can like. <laughs> Right. Okay, you said, and you, that's awesome that you've got little man getting into it. Now, okay, so you said that your husband jokes and says if it ain't got guts or blood or any of that, then you don't like it. So what type of horror does he like? Um, He likes, a lot of times it seems like he kind of likes the uh, ex, Exorcist type movies. Mm, like, okay. not the original Exorcist, um, but... Uh, trying to remember the name of it it was a newer one um i actually have it so i'm gonna like look on my movie shelf and then i'll tell you the exact name of it okay um deliver us from evil have you have you watched that one oh yes yes i have seen that so that's like one of his favorite ones now that one's got a little bit more psychological horror to it right yeah and like he liked hellraiser and the original omen movie Okay. So he kind of likes, you know, the anti-religion. Right. Okay. Seeing a pattern here. Okay. Coming from Missouri, I think religion scares them a little bit now. Right. Yeah. No, that, that's, I mean, I get that. There's, you know, there's a lot of people that I've met because I, w- I was raised, you know, after a certain point, you know, uh, once I got to a certain age, I was raised very religiously. And my mom, she was Ended up, you know, going to Pentecostal church. But the good thing about her is, you know, we went to other churches. So I've I've heard what a Baptist churches had to talk about. I've heard Pentecost. I've heard, you know, Methodist. I can't say I've heard Jehovah Witness. I mean, I've heard them when they've come to my door before, but I can't say I, you know, studied any any of that religion itself. But mostly Pentecostal. And uh, yeah, no, there's people that I've met, you know, and they've asked me, you know, was I religious? Have I been religious? And I was like, yeah, I've, I was raised religiously. And, you know, they've always told me, well, I wasn't religious because I was scared. You know, I had seen something in my church or maybe people had pressured them. And I totally got that. I never once was like, well, you just haven't been to the right church. You know, I haven't ever wanted to treat anybody like that. Because I was like, that's the whole thing about like religion is like it's your choice to believe the way you want to believe as long as, you know, you, you buy into that. Like you buy into what you're wanting to believe in. But yeah, for people to go around and kind of like push their way around, you know, about it. I, I always was like, that's, that's like the exact opposite of what, when you go to these churches is what they're trying to prove the point to you. And so they can be very judgmental. Yes. Very, very judgmental. And I totally get that. So, I mean, definitely that's I get people, I think. Yeah. I get him wanting to watch, you know, those movies that are, you know, kind of anti-religious or even movies that really heavily, you know, have religion in it, but shows, you know, that dark side of it. You know, I get that 100%. So my, 
My next question is your Instagram account. How did you come about that? Tell me what, you know, made that spark and did you just, you're like, I'm going to go with this and just take off or what? Yeah. So, um, a couple years ago, my friend was like, do you have an Instagram? And I said, no. And I was like, I don't know if I'm really interested in that, but I ended up making one. And at first I just like, you know, have the day to day pictures, like family, whatever I was doing and stuff like that. And then, um, a year or two ago, I don't really remember. Um, but I think it was two years ago, maybe. Um, I, kind of just decided to wipe my account and get rid of, like, all my personal life stuff and just start downloading or, you know, posting my horror stuff. And then I just kind of started searching um, Instagram for horror accounts, and it just kind of, like, blossomed for the, from there. And I had my account still set to private, so um, I had to approve everyone that was requesting to follow me. But, you know, a lot of people, you request to follow them, they follow you back, whatever. Right. And um, gradually, like, you know, as the years have gone on, um, I've just made friendships and uh, connected with people and um, posted my content that way. And it's just kind of blown up a little bit. Okay. Well, that's awesome. And, and you want to go ahead. How many followers are you up to? Uh, I think like um, almost 1,500. Almost 50, see, I'm telling you. And I think that's decent for having a, a private account because a lot of these um, bigger accounts are public. Like, I have a lot of horror followers that I also follow right. that have, like, 10K and stuff. And I'm like, that's crazy. I couldn't imagine having that many followers. But now that my account is public, it may make it easier for that account to go up. Right. Well, and I mean, like I, like you just said, that's awesome for a private account too. Because, like, you know, I, I've even, you know, I, like I said, I follow your Instagram, but like, you, I mean, it's not just horror. Like, you post, you know, some life stuff, and uh, you know, you post, you do post horror, but then you post, you know, comedy and and just all this other stuff that you just have a personal love for, and. To have that many followers for a personal account, like, you know, to some people it's like, oh, pfft, that's nothing. But it's like, you're just being you. And, you know, yeah. just like you said from the get-go, you know, you didn't have very many people that you could relate to, you know, growing up. And then now, you know, with Instagram, like, you've got all these people that have very similar interests and, you know, are, are coming to you and, you know, following you and you're following them back, you know, and, and uh, you're building you know, that fan fan base and even friendship with those people that I think yeah. is awesome. Yeah, I've established, like, real um, real friendships, real connections. Um, a girl that I met on Instagram, I have actually met in person, and we hang out all the time now, which is amazing to me. It just, like, shows you how cool technology can be, and it makes me super glad that I made my account into a horror account because – it's awesome being able to hang out with people that I can talk to about these things and not just, you know, Oh yeah, I like horror movies. Like we can actually like dig into stuff and it's great. Yeah. That, I mean, that is just absolutely awesome. And again, I'm so glad you decided to come on here to this podcast because I knew one, you'd be an awesome guest, but two, you know, just hearing your love for horror. Like that's the thing about my podcast that I love doing is I like, talking to people that love just being able to be themselves and share what they care about, what they're passionate about. And, uh, I, I mean, you're really one of those people that even I, I look to your page and I'm like, man, she is killing it. Absolutely. Killing it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I just try to try to remain active, but I also, you know, just, just post what I'm interested in and hope that, you know, other people can, share that interest or um you know like you said see what i post and then it makes you want to watch some of this stuff so i'm hoping that i can influence people to you know maybe look for some of the stuff and check it out right exactly not just horror though the comedy too and like the stand-up like i go to um stand-up shows out here um and just how i've befriended some of the local comedians like I can get into some shows for free, which is pretty cool. 
Right. You know, maybe help support a friend by saying. And honestly, I'm just so glad that you, you know, you, you know, you went from having just a private account and you made the decision, you know, I want to post this and, you know, uh, and, you know, there's a lot of people that you can go to some of those accounts that have tens to 20 to thousands of followers. And like, like some of them have, you know, done like what you've done and just like built that that following over time. And then there's some people that they have it now where you can literally pay to advertise stuff and you just get yeah. bot accounts or stuff like that following you. And I mean, that's just that's the what I call the easy way of, you know, getting that. But I think, you know, you doing it how you've done it is just absolutely amazing. But uh, so we've talked and talked about a little bit about you. I'm hoping people have heard you and they're like, you know, this chick sounds awesome. You know, I want to check out her Instagram page. Like I said, guys, go follow her on Instagram. It is, is it ghoul underscore gang underscore? Yeah. Yeah. Go follow her on there. Ghoul underscore gang underscore on Instagram. Uh, she's got a super, super awesome page. Um and like I said, I'm so happy to have her on here again because she's so far been a great host. But now I'm going to need you to educate me on some stuff. And I'm going to need you to see if there's some stuff we agree on and some stuff we disagree on. Because I've got you talking a little bit about yourself. Now let's get you talking about the stuff that you love and that I'm building a love for. And that is horror. So with that being said, my next uh, topic I want to go over with you. Um, like I, you know, I said that this episode is about, um, you know, Annabelle comes home, comes out this week mm-hmm. and you're a horror buff. You love your horror movies. I'm sure you've seen, you know, the Annabelle movies. So with that being said, it comes out this week. My question to you is the Annabelle movie is going to be, I believe the seventh movie in this conjuring universe that they built. Okay. We've got, you know, the first conjuring, the second one, Annabelle now three, because this is, you know, Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, Annabelle Comes Home. The Nun, and then the Curse of, I believe it's called La Lorna. And I know that they're filming The Conjuring 3, which I'm so excited about that. Um, you know, because they're that, that trilogy itself I, I love. But my question to you is, with Annabelle Comes Home coming out this week, so far, I believe out of the six films, and if you haven't seen all of them, that's fine. What do you think the best movie out of the Conjuring universes? The Conjuring. The original? Yes. Okay. And why do you think that? Um, it just had more of that scare factor for me. Um, I don't get too phased anymore, mm-hmm. just with all that I've seen. I've kind of built a tolerance. But when I watched the first Conjuring film, it actually scared me. <laughs> just... Um, when the mom is uh, gets possessed, like that terrified me, and I I like to think that I don't scare easily, but that really freaked me out. And these other ones have been decent, but none have made a mark on me like the first Conjuring. Right. Okay. See, I and I know people are some people are going to be shocked, believe it or not, but I 100% agree with you um, because. Exact some of your exact points is why I do think there's some that I I enjoy more, not necessarily more than the original, but I do enjoy more than maybe what they're they I should enjoy. But like the first one, what got me is the characters of Ed and Lorraine Warren. I love Patrick Wilson, I love uh Vera, however you say it, yes, for (laughs) Megan, yes, thank you. I love them, both actors. I think they're both great. I think those roles are perfect. But exactly what you said, like even when the mom gets possessed, like the moms are supposed to be like the nurturing, loving person in the movie, you know, and she gets possessed and like dad's like, hey, I got to go to work. I'm out, you know, and all these girls are here and their mom is out there just like trying to eat them and murder them and stuff. And I was like, this is honestly just horrifying, you know, and. I don't remember being that scared in a theater in a long, long time. And that's why I honestly think that the original Conjuring is one of my favorite horror movies just in general. Yeah, the way her face changed was, like, traumatizing. Yes. Yeah, and even the part when she's, like, laying down because she's got a headache. Yeah, and the girl, that was the worst. 
Yes, and the girl watches the, the sheet fly up, you know, to the window. And then, like, the mom's laying there, and then the thing's just, like, right over top of her face. Yeah, like vomiting that black. Oh, goodness. It, uh, it, that was the scariest part. You know, and I'll tell you a funny story real quick about that is that I went and watched it. Me and my wife went and watched it in the theater, okay? Wow. We're sitting at the very back of the theater, you know, because I told her, I was like, you know, I don't do good with horror movies. Like, I, I'm hoping this is good. I've heard it's good, but, like, I, I ain't big on this. And we're sitting there, and... Uh, we're watching the movie, and you know there's quite a few jump scares in the movie, but like one of the first big ones, there's a, a kind of a heavier set guy sitting down in front of us, and he's uh, you know of African American descent. He's got a big old drink, popcorn. He's sitting there enjoying himself. First jump scare, he's sitting there with two girls. First jump scare comes up. I, I mean, I, I couldn't have, I wish I could have recorded this, you know, but I, I was afraid I'd get kicked out of the theater. First jump scare, jump scare. You know, shows up. He gets up with all of his food and walks out of the theater. I start laughing because I've seen it, and I don't think my wife's seen it because she was still watching the movie. And a couple minutes later, you know, that goes back to the day scenes or whatever. He comes back in, sits right back down in the same seat. So at first, I was like, "Well, did he get scared, or was he just going to use the bathroom?" And you know, I nudge my wife, and I'm like, "Hey, that dude, that jump scare, he got up and walked out." I was like, "I don't know if it's because he was scared or what, but like." It was pretty funny that that's when he walked out. Well, then the next jump scare comes up. And I'm not even joking with you. He literally, in the theater as we're sitting there, and most of the time I, I don't care when people talk in theaters, but then again, it just kind of drives me crazy. Definitely when I go and watch my superhero movies and I hear him talking. It's like, okay, you can nerd out after the movie. Just let me watch this. But we're sitting there. Boom, a jump scare happens. And I actually think it's the one that we were just talking about with the, the demon over the mom's face while she's sleeping. And I kid you not, he goes, nope, and stands up with all of his stuff and walks out of the theater. And he did not come back into the movie. Oh, he is having a hard time. I Oh, my gosh. I was like, if I could put all my emotions watching that movie into a person, it would have been him. Because I wanted to walk out myself, but I was like, no, nah, i got to stay here. You know, i got to act tough. This ain't even that bad. But I was like, yeah, I, that's me. That that guy was. You're like, I, I felt that. <laughs> I did. I felt it all through my bones. That guy was perfect. So I got a little bit of like a, you know, kind of a soft spot in my heart for that movie. One, because of that experience. But then two, I think the movie, just the director, James Wan, all of it, I think, the story, yeah, all of it. Brilliant. Yes, absolutely crafted. And what's crazy is that I really liked the first Insidious, and that was the first one that I'd seen him in. And it kind of scared me, but then I, the more I'd watched it, I like the scare factor wore off. I'm telling you, if I go put The Conjuring in right now, I'm still probably going to jump at the same stuff. Yeah. I'm still going to scream a little bit, you know, because that movie, it just, I don't know, it does, does something to me. I saw the second and third Insidious in the theater. Um, the second one um, was with my best friend back home in Missouri. You know her, uh, Janine. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were alone. There was nobody in there. It was just us really? in, for the second Insidious movie. And I think we went at like 2 in the afternoon. That's probably why. But, you know, it gets dark in there, so you still have like that mood. And um, I remember a lot of jump scares in the second insidious and it freaked me out um the third one i saw in the theater with my friends while i was living on base and out of the four that are out the third one scared me the most right. there's like this demon character have you seen the third one uh yes the guy with the uh surgical mask or whatever it was oh, the yeah. oxygen mask yes he scared me <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> really bad and then uh that scene where she breaks her cast and starts walking and you can hear her bones crunching yeah i was like i was like that guy in the theater i was like nope <laughs> i didn't get off the money though right. i toughed it out but right. yeah right. that one for me was the scariest and then the last key i just watched at home um which was the fourth one and that one didn't that one didn't leave much of an impact on me Right. But the first three are very good, in my opinion. And the see, third one being the best, though, to me. Right. And see, I've seen, you know, with the Insidious movies, I've seen the first three. And I just, it's not that I didn't like the third one. 
I thought it was good, but I, I actually watched it over uh, Christmas uh, a couple of years back, whenever it came out. Very good holiday movie. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely right. Um, and we were, me and my wife and the kids, we were staying at uh, her dad's house because we went up there to be with them for uh, Christmas. And you know, he's actually kind of into like the bloody guts horror movies, so he's like, "Hey, let's watch this." My I'm, man, you're right. And I remember watching it, and maybe it was because I didn't have my full attention to it, and I wasn't sitting in like a dark room or even a theater and watched it. But I, I was just like, eh, wasn't the same to me. But I actually blamed a lot of it because James Wan didn't do that one. Where the first two, I really thought, like the first one was good, and but then the way the second one explained events that happened in the first one while also you know doing its thing in the second one, I was like, man, that not only does that horrify me, but that just like that puts a bow on all of it for me because that told me a great story while also doing that, which I know the third one, it's, it's a yeah. prequel. Right. And, and I that did, one didn't really touch on things the way the first and second. Right. And I did love the character that they took from the prequel with that. Um, mm -hmm. I can't remember her name. I'm, I know you know it probably. Um, the, the one uh, that Patrick Wilson snaps her neck at the end of the first one. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, her. Um, like, yeah, like, I, I understand why they went that route. And that's cool, because I don't have a problem with prequel movies. I Trust me, I've seen a million of them. Not horror in particular, but just movies in general. And I've never had a problem with them. I don't have a problem with prequels or origin movies or even sequels. But I was just like, man, the first two were just like, they were so good. And I blamed it on, yeah. you know, James Wan. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, well, it wasn't bad, though. Like, I've seen some horror movies, and I'm like, that was just, I didn't enjoy that. That was miserable. You know, this and that. But, see, that's kind of what I'm worried about with these Conjuring movies is all these spinoffs, like James, James Wan produces, but like The Nun and Annabelle and all this, the ones that got introduced in his movies, you know, they are now getting their own franchise because I know they're building a universe, but I think necessarily that's also where it's losing some of its magic. Would you agree? Yeah, that's, that's totally possible. And did you know that Tasia Farmiga and Batan is Vera Farmiga's sister? Now is, you know oh that? yes, yes, the girl. Yeah. Yes, because I, you know what, the whole time I was watching that movie, I watched it in theaters, the whole time I was watching it, I even thought, I was like, man, she looks so much like Lorraine. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got out of the theaters and I Googled it, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, most people recognize Tasia from American uh, Horror Story. Right, right, which I, I love that series. people know that, you know, her and Vera are related. And I love Vera. I, I absolutely loved her as Mrs. Bates at Bates Hotel. Oh, hotel. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I absolutely um, love Bates Hotel. But going back to the kind of insidious thing, I've actually met two people from that franchise. Okay. Um, the scariest part of Insidious to me was the woman in black, mm -hmm. which is actually a man. <laughs> yes. If you watch the second one, which if you haven't seen the second one, I'm not even going to say spoilers because you should have seen it by now. Exactly. Um, I met him a couple uh, months ago, mm -hmm. and he's a really nice guy, um, but I didn't know until like a couple weeks before I met him that it was a him, mm -hmm. so that was my bad there. But yeah, I met him, and then I met Lee Winnell, who plays Specs in Insidious. Um, him and James Wan actually met in college in Australia, so cool, and uh the first movie they did together was the first Saw film. Yeah, and I was going to say, now that's the dude from Saw, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and he also, yes. have you seen his movie? I think it was him that did it, but have you seen his movie? Upgrade? Up? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a work of art. I have. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? And that movie is flying under people's radars right now. And he used practical effects. I, I'm telling you, I've... I'm a huge, huge, and I'm not trying to change the subject because we are going to talk about horror on this podcast, but I'm a huge, huge Tom Hardy fan. And when they announced that Tom Hardy was going to play Venom, 
the character Venom, which is from the Spider-Man movies. I was so excited because I knew he would do it justice. I watched the movie, and I had seen Upgrade first, and I'm like, this is like they took the script of Upgrade and just copied it. But then it had this PG vibe to it where Upgrade did it so much better. Yeah. And that director did it so much better that now that director, I don't think, is coming back on board for Venom 2. And I am so hard fan petitioning that they can get your boy from Upgrade. Because <laughs> they're introducing Carnage in that movie, which he is, if you want to talk about a, a character that is just based on horror, Cleus Cassidy, who plays Carnage, is a serial killer in the comic books, and he gets the Venom symbiote on him, and he becomes Carnage, and he then takes these, you know, superhuman abilities and starts murdering people. And I'm like, okay, Upgrade would be the absolute perfect example of, like, get this guy, get him to do Venom 2, because you're already introducing Cleus Cassidy, which what's great is they're having Woody Harrelson from Natural Born Killers. He's going to be him. So that's like a little, you know, fun thing because it's like, who's the perfect person to play this type of, you know, character? Woody Harrelson, of course. But I'm telling you, Upgrade, if people that want to see a good movie, I I could not stress the idea of Upgrade enough. It is so awesome. Yeah. It's so gory. It's so just cool. I, I love it. I love it. And the, um, one of the glorious scenes of the film, they got in one take, and Lee is huge on on practical effects. Oh. He has nothing against CGI. Right. But he prefers practical effects. Like you can you can almost touch and feel practical effects. Oh, I love There's nothing that. wrong with CGI. Right. Right. When CGI is done properly, he wants that link. <laughs> yeah. When CGI is done properly, you know that works. But I'm I agree with you because. My whole thing is literally the movie Predator is one of my all-time favorite movies. And what I hate so much about all these new ones is they are they've leaned on the CGI aspect instead of using that practical, you know, look like the original movie did. And that's why I'm like, you guys can't capture that magic anymore because you're 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 going about it wrong. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it was funny. I actually how I met Lee was I sat through a podcast, he was a guest. And um, when I went to this uh, convention, Monster Palooza in Pasadena, okay. and he talked about how, you know, he did upgrade on Aust- in Australia, and he's like, you know, I love doing practical effects, but there are literally two, two people in Australia that do practical effects. And he's like, I got one of them. Like, it's not <laughs> like it is over in the, in the U.S., you know, where you have all these people doing all these things. He's like, seriously, literally two Two people in Australia to do practical effects. That's awesome. And I just thought it was amazing that he like was dead set on having practical effects for upgrade. Yeah, that see that that's awesome. Now, has he done any of the, uh, any of like the Insidious or the Conjuring movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saw, Insidious, Upgrade. Um, he is in one of my favorite horror comedies called Cooties. Uh, Rain Wilson and Elijah Wood are also in that. Yes, yes. And then um, he is working on um, remaking The Invisible Man from the 50s. Oh, oh, now he's... Uh, see, see, I'm telling you, the, the classic stuff like that. The Mummy, Dracula, uh-huh. The Invisible Man, uh, The Wolfman, that, oh, I love all of that stuff. Yeah, and I'm excited. I think he will do... An incredible job. He has not let me down yet with the movies right. that he puts out and that he stars in. And he is just like great as a person. I also am probably going on too much about him because I also have a huge crush on him. So, <laughs> like, I was, I was like dying when I met him and yeah. I just kept talking and we probably talked for 10 minutes and I got a hug and a picture and it was just like, yeah, no, like that's your, uh, that's your Instagram picture, isn't it? Yeah. You and him? Yeah. I don't okay. yeah. That's awesome. Poor that is husband. so awesome. No, no. Trust me. I, I, I am that husband because for my wife's birthday, I took her to meet Jason Momoa. Yeah, I saw that. And as you can see, he was more than happy to push me out of the picture while he was hugging <laughs> her. And she loved it too. And, you know, I was just glad that she got her day made and she got to meet him. Because um, that's one of those dudes that, like, 
everything you think when you watch them and stuff, you're like, you know, I bet they're just the coolest. Like Jason Momoa is just like that. Yeah. Um, and which he, you know, yeah. just worked with James Wan on Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, you know, I, I didn't know how I would feel about James Wan doing it. I had faith in it, but I mean, James Wan's more and more proven that like this is a director that a lot more studios need to look at. And your guy that did Upgrade, he, uh, I'm telling you, if the idiots at Sony don't grab him for Venom 2, they are missing <laughs> out, okay? Because Upgrade... I, I had his contact info, sadly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, it, uh, Upgrade was amazing. Absolutely amazing. It really was. And he, like, went outside of horror and, like, went into action. And, you know, horror yes. is his comfort zone. So seeing him kind of stick his toe into something else was also good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I and, I loved it. Yeah, Cooties. Have you seen that one? No I, no, I haven't seen Cooties. I've heard about it. I actually believe my wife's watched it, too, but I haven't watched it myself. Yeah. Is, it, is it worth checking out? Yes. It's my favorite uh, dark comedy. It's okay. like, so many people are like, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, Zombieland, not me. Right. Is, is my thing, because I'm a huge fan of The Office, and that's apparent on my page, too. Yes, yeah, right here, but too. That's me. Wilson is in it. Yes. And um, Elijah Wood, um, and then, of course, my husband, Lee Winnell. <laughs> right, right. And um, some other, like, you know, well-known people, and... The story is just fun, and then the comedy in it is great. The gore is really good, too. And it's just one of those movies that you can endlessly quote, and I will defend it until I die. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check. You said it was Cooties? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm definitely going to have to check that one out. Um, that's just, that sounds right up my alley, because I do love me some, you know, dark comedy. Uh but back onto the the Conjuring universe, the second Conjuring. Did you enjoy it? Did were you disappointed? How'd you feel about that one? I was disappointed. Really? Um, I saw it in the theater, and I felt like it relied more on jump scares. Right. And it didn't grab me the way the first one did. Right. And um, like I'm not gonna give anything away, but the characters in it just. It kind of fell flat for me, honestly. Right. I didn't, it didn't scare me at all, and I left feeling kind of disappointed. Well, I... I, I hate to say it, but... Right. Now, you've seen the first two Annabelles. Yes. Now, would you say The Conjuring 2 is at least better than them, or would you say that it's better than the first, not the second? So, the funny thing about that is, the first Conjuring, I prefer... And then the second Annabelle, I prefer. See, I'm the same so, way. I'm honestly, I love the second Annabelle. And I saw that in theater. Yes, yes, I did too. And I, I, it, it honestly almost got me to the point that the first Conjuring did on horror. I'm like, this movie had me like pulling my shirt up, ready to cover my face. Uh, <laughs> like that movie was. I think that movie caught. A lot of what the original Conjuring, and there was, I think, moments in the second Conjuring, like when the girl's sitting there and she starts talking as the old man. Mm-hmm. Like when I first watched it, I was like, that is just, oof, that gave me goosebumps. I was like, oh, that is just horrifying. Where, yeah, like, see, for me, he looked like cartoonish, and it just made me jump because I knew something was coming, right. but it still got me because of how loud it was. Right. And then once it showed him, I was like, he reminded me of the guy from Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. Stupid dog. Yeah, the old yes, man. Yes, exactly. Yes. Me, I was like, well, this is dumb. Yeah. That's actually a good little uh, dark comedy cartoon, this Courage the Cowardly Dog. I lo- See, I watched that too. Like, See, that show don't get yes, enough it props. It's just horror movies, it's cartoons. Yeah. So, yeah, the, you. The Cannibal was great. Yes, and you do you think you like it better than the second Conjury? Mm-hmm. And you obviously, I'm sure you like it better than the first Annabelle. Yeah. Yeah. See, the first Annabelle, I don't. It's got moments that I think sparkle for me that I'm like, okay, that was kind of cool. Like the way it kind of handled, like, now you might, I might be wrong, or maybe you can correct me on this, but like the beginning of it. Now, isn't 
them like introducing like some of the Manson girls in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I thought I was like because I have always loved the story with Charles Manson and all that stuff. Yeah. So when it introduced that, I was like, "Ooh, that is that's cool. That's really cool that that they're pulling from that." But then I also agree, you know, with some people and probably you, if you you feel this way, that then the movie kind of starts like relying too much on, oh, here's a doll, jump scare. Oh, here's the doll again, jump scare, you know. Exactly. That's what I felt, jump scares that relied too much on jump scares. And see, that's what... Fun fact about uh, Charles Manson, um, I actually live super close to some of the hills where him and his family hid out. Are you serious? Like... If I, if, yeah, and I've been there, and if I figure stuff out about, like, so I've visited some movie sets that I live close to, like, um, Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses, a lot of that was filmed here, so I went there, and I have pictures on my Instagram, I went there last year. Oh so, my gosh. Of course, hearing, you know, Charles Manson and his family lived in the hills for a while, I had to go there. Absolutely, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, so I love it's cool in a way. Some people are probably like, ew, why would you do that? Right. It's like, why did you live that close to all that craziness? That, no, that's, I mean, there's just certain people. It's like, you don't get it. Like, it doesn't bother me. I think it's cool, you know, because it's. No, oh, it bothers me, but it also fascinates me. Right. It, it gets you, it gets like that, a little bit of that worry, but then also like that, that intrigue that you got. Yeah. Well, I mean, it fascinates me to the point that I want to go to school. For a forensic, but right. not to the point where they need to put me in a straitjacket. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so you haven't seen the nun, right? I have not, and I do not want to. Okay, which, why do you not want to? Well, everyone that I've right. um, from has seen it has said it's garbage. Okay. And I know that you shouldn't fully take what someone says about a film. You should see it for yourself, but. I talked to my dad. My dad did not like it either. Right. And I trust my dad. Right. Um, we have, for the most part, the same case in horror. Not completely, but for the most part. And, you know, just the previews to me looked pretty garbage. And from what I've heard, it was pretty, pretty bad. So I just don't, I don't really have an interest in it. It's bad. Well, I, mean, I don't know. I definitely get that. I definitely. Def- I did until I heard it. Right. <laughs> you know, like, nah. I think I'll pass. Hard pass. Now, are you going to give the Curse of La Lorna a try, or are you going to pass it too? Or I'll probably just wait until I get it from the red box or something. Right, just kind of run out and check. See, now I obviously I didn't run into the theater to go watch that because I was like, is it part of this universe? Like, do I care? And yeah. Well, I can't really go to the theater as much anymore because you know I've got my son. Yeah. And uh, I live somewhere where I have limited babysitters. I have, you know, a couple of friends out here, and then my cousin actually lives here, and she takes them from time to time, but it's just, I'm at the point where most of the time I have to wait for it to come out, but right. sometimes I get to go see it. Like, I saw um, Halloween. I got to see that in the theater. Okay. I got to be basic and have my pumpkin spice <laughs> while I watched it. There you go. There you go. I was really living. Live your horror life. That came out in October, didn't it? Uh, yeah, I believe so, which is perfect. Right. Yeah, of course. They had, to, they had to swing that one. My husband hadn't seen any of the Halloween movies. Right. So he just, he just went in seeing the new one. So when it dropped in all the Easter eggs, I had to go, okay, so... This is from the third one. And I tell them kind of what was going on. Like, um, the silver shamrock masks made a cameo in this one, which was in the third Halloween season of The Witch, which was the um, the pumpkin mask, uh, the skull mask, and the witch mask. So I'm like whispering all this stuff to him because he has no idea what's going on. Right. It was that's, pretty funny. That's and awesome. And then me and, like, a sixty-year-old lady talked about it in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Who had seen it? Who seen the original in the theater? Right. So we were like comparing, and it was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Okay, hey, I'm, what we're going to do right now is we've been talking, and we, we got a good little thing going. But 
we're going to take a break. That way, if you know you need to get a drink, I'm going to take a drink myself. Uh, I'm going to pause it real quick for a little bit, um, and we'll come back because I've got a couple more topics with you I want to talk about for sure. Sound good? Of course. All right. Just hold on one minute. Hey, guys. This is Jordan from the Mr. Geek Podcast. So when we filmed this episode, I had so much good content, but I had to break it up into two episodes. So you've listened here to the first episode. I'm hoping you guys have really enjoyed it. She gave me a lot of great feedback on some questions. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about Annabelle and the whole Conjuring universe. Uh, But if you liked it, go ahead and hop on over to episode two. Episode two, we kind of get into some more uh, horror movies and stuff. We talk a lot about classic horror and new horror movies. And then we even have some kind of uh, rapid fire questions we ask ask each other similar to, you know, what's our favorite horror movie? What's our least favorite So uh, we just kind of talk in general some more about uh, horror stuff, which is what this episode's all about. So go ahead, hop on over to episode two and give it a listen. Thanks.